The test of a man is how much he will bear for a cause which he knows to be right. How long will he stand in the depths of despair? How much will he suffer and fight? There are many to serve when the victory is near, and few are the hurts to be borne. But it calls for a leader of courage to cheer the men in a battle forlorn. It is the way you hold out against odds that are great that proves what your courage is worth. It is the way that you stand to the bruises of fate that shows up your stature and girth. And victory is nothing but proof of your skill, veneered with a glory that's thin. Unless it is a proof of unfaltering will, and unless you have suffered to win. That's a hell of a name.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sports Talk. It is Monday, February the 19th, and it is a wonderful day here in creation, as my friend JB likes to say. Speaking of JB, my co-host and friend, uh, he is he is obviously here with us today. How are you doing, my friend? Frustrated, frustrated, but, you know, happy, happy to be here talking sports today. You know, the, the internet does that, you know? <laughs> it just has a way of shitting all over any kind of peace and calm you may have going for yourself. Um, yeah, but you know what? We got a um, not not as jam packed of a show today as we've been rolling out lately because it was kind of a quiet weekend in sports, despite the the NBA All Star Weekend and we had the N, uh, NHL Stadium Series. And I was I was gonna talk some Daytona 500 stuff today, mm. but y'all couldn't get rid of that rain this weekend, so <clears throat> the 500 will actually be um, today at four o'clock. So maybe I'll watch that today. Man, I'd be so pissed off if me and Barbara made plans to go down there and see the 500, then that bitch got rained out. Because, you know, it's not like you don't get to see the race. The race is still happening today, but, like, it's just not the same, is it? Like, it's not no. the same as the hype of getting down there and ready to see the race on Sunday, and then it's like, oh, shit, I guess we're not watching a race today. All right, then? <laughs> and, and to boot, you know, most people don't go to Florida to enjoy rainy weather. So it's like you go down there to see the 500, it gets rained out, then you get to sit around in your hotel all day because it's storming. Like, yeah. man, whew, ah, I feel for those people. Anyway, mm -hmm. so we're going to we're going to cover that stuff today. Um, should be a fun day, man. The NBA All-Star game was insane. It's so funny because Friday I was like, yeah, I don't really care about All-Star games anymore. And then the NBA All-Star <laughs> game was like, hey, look at our highest scoring All-Star game in history. Watch this shit. <laughs> it was uh, pretty <laughs> insane. So first things first, for, uh, friends, please go down there and smash that like button for us. Give us a hand and hit that little thumbs up. It's the biggest metric that Rumble uses to rank shows, put them on the leaderboard, so forth and so on. And as always, I want to thank you guys for joining us today and thank you guys for supporting us and supporting Badlands and supporting our advertising partners. So before we get too deep into this, let's go ahead and take a quick moment to hear from a couple of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to get right into some NBA All-Star action. So hang with us, friends. We'll be right back. Trump has been mentioning the CBDC in recent speeches, my friends, and up until now, the digital dollar or the CBDC has been nothing but a headline. But right now, things are developing at a rapid pace. It started with a sweeping executive order from the Biden administration, and now central banks are even hiring for their development. But here's the thing. A digital dollar can be used to track your purchases, control what you buy, and even seize or freeze your assets. That's why it is critical that you protect your money with precious metals like gold and silver. We've partnered with the top-rated precious metals company GoldCo because they're a great company with an amazing reputation. And right now, they're giving you up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Plus, all qualified callers this week will receive a free Ronald Reagan silver coin. Don't wait until all of your money is under Biden's control. Go to BadlandsGold.com to learn how you can get started today. One more time, friends. That's BadlandsGold.com. Family meeting time. When the store shelves are empty in the coming months, how are you going to provide protein for your family? Protein is a critical building block for survival and knowing that you have sous vide, freeze dried, all American beef from ranches in Texas that have never, ever, ever given their cows an mRNA jab on your pantry shelf will give you tremendous peace of mind. Meet No Bugs Beef, a veteran owned distributor of premium freeze dried beef that's stored in mylar bags with oxygen absorbers for maximum shelf life. No Bugs Beef comes, no Bugs 
no bugs beef cubes will stay shelf stable for more than 10 years without refrigeration and with maximum nutrition and flavor. Just soak it in water for 15 minutes and it's ready to eat. These aren't typical survival meats. They're premium cuts of ribeye, New York strip, tenderloins, sirloin, and chuck. Don't let your family get caught without premium protein on your shelves. Go to badlandsmedia.tv slash nobugs and use the promo code badlands for an additional 10% off your order. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash nobugs, promo code badlands. Welcome back, my friends. Apparently, reading was an issue today. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it was about that second ad. I just went like full retard and was like, me forget how to read now. Mm, caveman, buy meat. Mm. Um, no Bugs Beef is a fantastic product, though. So you guys make sure uh, me and JB talked about them before. They're not like regular freeze-dried like army croutons in a bag. Like It's actually quality cuts of meat that are really, really tasty. So I uh, had the NBA all-star game yesterday, man. And it was, it was pretty damn exciting actually. Uh, and it was, it was fun to watch too. Uh, the final score being the East 211 to the West 186. The East set a record with 104 points in the first half, the first half people, mm. <laughs> which, you know, me and JB have talked on this show before uh, about how good NBA players actually are and how if they're not really being tested defensively, they'll just sit there and drain that rock all day long. It's exactly what the All-Star game is. It's like not much defense. This is what these dudes can actually do and how good they really are. So uh, the leading the way out there for the West, you had uh, Gilgis Alexander had 31 points. Carl Anthony Towns decided he was just having none of it, and he went for 50 points yesterday. Uh, over on the eastern side of things, Antenna Kupo with 23, Tatum with 20. Lillard had 39, Halliburton had 32, uh, Jalen Brown had 36. So uh, the Celtics boys definitely showed out a little bit yesterday, man. It was an absolutely fantastic game. So let's go ahead and take a look at some highlights from this game, my friend, because it was uh, it was good. These highlights, you know what? When you have that many points scored in a damn basketball game, you're just not going to have four-minute highlights. So um, you guys pack a bag of lunch. These ones are a bit long, but totally <laughs> worth it because it was, it, it was such a fun game to watch. Let's have a look. Tony Brothers, Josh Tiven, Derek Collins, our officials. Josh Tiven will put it in the air. Jokic controls the tap to LeBron, and away we go. Giannis pulls down the first board. And it's Durant guarding out of the Kupo who fires it to Tatum. That was a walk. And that's how the score starts. Right? Just don't even dribble. It's the All-Star game. Screw it. MVP of the All-Star game a year ago. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Gifted scores in our game. Damian Lillard won the three-point contest yesterday. Back-to-back. Let him go. Woo! You guys are going to see here today. Are we... Are we gonna get the competitive his uh his speed and acceleration for a 39 year old has been in the NBA for 20 seasons still blows my mind, man. I absolutely. Every time I see him, man, don't let that 40 year old guy hit you. Right? 
I gotta be honest, since we started the show, it's it's this period in LeBron's career right now that has caught him up the most to MJ in my mind. Because MJ didn't do this at that age. That's the thing for me. Well, normally what you see is guys who are playing in the All-Star game and they play in that whole studio. Are you kidding me right now? Because I can. Because I can. That's why he did it. He's turned into a straight-up superstar, isn't he, JP? How does Indiana find these guys? Like, out of nowhere, Indiana comes up with these superstars that you never heard of till they got to the NBA. And did Bam just throw the ball off he of Jokic's back? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Jokic just laughing about it. Rumble, young man, rumble. Scores it on the second chance opportunity. East back in front. Oh my. Everybody does it nowadays. An actual turnover to steal Halliburton looking for help. Lillard lines it up and Lillard rings it in. <laughs> Lillard wow, makes it look yeah. easy, dude. With the best oh, record in the East, Joe oh. and his staff. Ineligible this season as drills one. Steph Curry just makes it look okay, easy, dude. <laughs> if you're a young player, if the MVP trophy named after <laughs> Kobe, just Just hanging. Uh oh. To even be next to them, I'm humbled. But we grow basketball here, and just make it. He's a little stern now with them. But I'm somewhat cool, I think. Oh, a one foot runner, what? Donovan Mitchell. There's Halliburton with 15. He saw Wimbledon do that. Run run for the East here, Taylor taking on LeBron James. <laughs> Taylor keeps cooking. The closest. Let me show you something, young man. Carl Anthony Towns going coast to coast. That was a walk. You can't speed him up. On his way to 50. Right. Once again, he's got another one. Cat don't care. Damian Lillard with 14. Gilgis Alexander on his back. Durant denies that one. George runs it. Sets it up for LeBron. Ah. Oh, 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 my goodness. Doesn't get old. Now, he may be getting old, but it doesn't get old watching him. Amazing run. Here's Lillard again. Stop it. Stop it. And they just switch. <laughs> Lillard is launching half of his threes from French Lick, for Christ's sakes. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Get frozen, son. How about them two versus Stefan and Dame? I would love to see that. Number one score, Division One women's college basketball history, and she's not done yet from the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh. When when did Carl Anthony Towns get so quick, JB? I feel like making oh my goodness oh with the crossover, this is the whole from the logo again. Lillard just be like, I'll just do the damn thing myself. I don't care. Speaking of the answer, right? The number one answer. 
You know I am the king. Right? And right now we're sitting at 96. Back to back threes for Curry. And a steal by the Joker. It's a three on one. Jokic. Oh! He was too white to throw that one down, man. <laughs> white man can't dunk. <laughs> Doncic actually had a comment um, uh, kind of in that same area last night. He, he got stuffed on a dunk, and they asked him what happened. He goes, I don't dunk, dude. I'm too white. <laughs> He's like, I can't dunk. He's like, I can't get it up there. That's just so funny. Oh. Oh, okay. Rare dunk. That was the motor speedway. Oh, no. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. From half court, because I can. You know, big defender. PJ can play both sides. So, we got bigger that's for sure and all in indiana <laughs> this be the last one my friend was it the you, snow you spent enough time here you don't need to come indiana. back home was it the minus uh you know hey, hey. the 17 degrees hey, 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 Reggie. Yeah. 17 oh, degrees Jack. what if this team gets healthy and with the addition of pascal siakam miles turner if those guys are healthy they're going to say to themselves why not but they got to believe first Coming yeah. up to the last shot here, and it'll be Ice Trey who delivers one between the eyes. Oh, the double's coming up. Go away. Bunsen spotting up in the corner, catch and shoot. He's got another one. Yes, indeed. Speaking of size, Scotty Barnes, too. He and Trey Young added to this all star team. Maxi Adebayo and Jalen Brown, who finds himself open and hits. Mm. No shit, it's going to be in the next few minutes. There's only six minutes left in the game. I'm not worried about I tried to pull that video too, but I was having issues scraping videos from ESPN last night. Luca legit called that, like as he was running up to take the shot. He goes off the glass and then shot it and it went off the glass. <laughs> like you could hear him from the the mics on the floor, you know. Just further highlighting how good these dudes are. NBA champ, triple double. Savant, I mean, I just love to be able to honor a great <laughs> Wow. You're going to be thinking we're the French Riviera. <laughs> Long three-pointer from Jalen Brown. Who are your picks coming out of the East? Where we Boston. Well, to me, it's Boston's to lose. I'm never going to count just, you know the Clippers. I'm going to score as much as I possibly can. Right. This literally turned into a playground game, is what this was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is what they've kind of been aiming for with the All-Star game. So, I'll give them credit for that, man. But I think the Clippers in the West are interesting. I think that they are built. 
I don't disagree with her, and I hate saying that, but the Clippers in the yeah. West are interesting. This was the previous that was 2016 damn it. by the I hate West saying that. Towns, 50, yeah. 50. The damn net didn't even move. Didn't move. <laughs> Wait, what? Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Damian <laughs> her reaction basically nails it where she's like stop it just stop it he, he literally stopped bringing the ball up court looked at the rim stood on the half court line and bombed it and, and everybody knew what time it was you know? yeah, everybody knew what time it was it was time for damian lillard again from fucking 60 feet from the rim again wow. why not um Man, you know what I took from that from from those highlights and, and Anthony Towns with his fifty points was like everybody always talking about Jokic and Embiid and Embiid and Jokic and Towns is over there like, hey y'all, I'm a pretty good center too. <laughs> you know? Not chopped liver. No, no, and it seems like JB, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like this season he's really put it together. Like this is almost like when he was drafted, everybody was like, Towns going to be a monster. Towns going to be a monster. And he hasn't been a bad NBA player at all. He's been very good. But this right. season, we've kind of seen him come into that, like, I'm superstar, watch this with Carl Anthony Towns. And it's been fun to watch from this season, especially up there in Minnesota with, with Ruby Gobert. Like, they, they've definitely got something going up there, and they're, they're as legit as any team in the West right now, man. Um, you know, going to move on a second, but what – just real quick, Carl Anthony Towns, man. What are your what are your thoughts here? And what are your thoughts on Minnesota moving forward this season? We've reached the all-star break. They're still leading the West, and they're as legit as we've ever seen from that squad. Yeah, and it may have been what motivated him to try and make a statement, you know, in this game, uh, because uh, you know, Minnesota isn't the smallest market for sure, but uh they can be forgotten and overlooked. And you almost need to do something like this to just Serve as a reminder to the association. We we, we play basketball here too. <laughs> yeah, like we we do things up here this way. We we win mm -hmm. games. We win in a lot of games the last couple of seasons and a whole lot of games this year. So maybe take notice. Um, so speaking of Damian Lillard, he was named the MVP of the All Star Game. Let's have a look at him receiving his award. The uh, Kobe Bryant Trophy to the 2024 Kia NBA All Star Most Valuable Player. Vice President of Marketing for Kia America, Russell Wagger. And this year's 2024 Kobe Bryant MVP trophy goes to Damian Lillard. I like how they giving him that friendly boo because it's in Indianapolis, you know. He plays for Milwaukee. That's pretty funny. Game, it's not often that you hear that many boos when a guy wins the most valuable player, but taken into account, here we are in Indiana, and Tyrese had himself a nice ball game. But congratulations, man. I appreciate it. It's, I expect it. You know, we in his hometown. We in his building. He had a great game, but... It's an honor. You know, I've been here 
quite a few times. So to be able to have this type of accomplishment is special. Yeah. Eighth All-Star game. Y'all hear that backhand shade right here? I've been here a few times before. I kind of deserve this one over the young man. In the big picture of your career. I think anytime you had this type of experience enough, um, you want to have this experience. You want to be All-Star Game MVP. Uh, and like I said, it's, a, it's an honor, you know, playing against the game's best. And to be able to come out in the end with this is, you know, it's a special accomplishment. Are you guys talking at all about 200? So, uh, Jimmy, what were you saying there, my friend? I said it's incredible how he can hit that shot, that half-court shot. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. He didn't just do it once. It wasn't a thing of luck. It's like that last one he did was just to prove to everybody that he could do it whenever the hell he wanted to do it. Like that's that's pretty much where that was at, man. Um and it was it was absolutely historic last night in the scoring, and it kind of falls in with what we've talked about a couple times in the NBA this year as well. Like the, the all-star game kind of reflected the higher scoring we're seeing in the NBA this season. And a couple of players were asked about that after the fact. Let's have a look what they what they had to say. Since the first time we've gone double century mark in the All-Star game. Not playing that target score unless the target scores 208. Towns again. He had 50 points in this game in a losing effort. 31 in the fourth quarter. Lillard one more time. Swish. Lillard 11 of 23 in this one. The East wins it 211-186. LeBron, defend me, please. It's awesome. Um, I remember my first All-Star game and looking up and seeing the likes of like Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett and all those guys, and that was just like an awe, and, you know. So, um, you know, just you know, to see guys um, in their first All-Star games, like you said, Paolo and the rest of the guys here, that was, it's just it's special, special for them. Um, I think you've seen the raw emotion that Jalen Brunson uh, showed when they asked him, you know, after a Nick game, how he felt to be an all-star. You just saw that raw emotion. That's how much he cares of just being acknowledged and, you know, the hard work paying off for him to be a first-time all-star is just super cool. And, you know, um, to be a part of their moment, because this is their moment, um, is something I can uh, look back on and be like, that was a cool moment. Uh, just that we was all able to do it in the same game. Obviously, the world's greatest defense wasn't being played. But um, I think it was this guy's skill set. You know, it was, it was a lot of threes made. Um, even the, the ones that were a little bit contested, even when the game was, you know, picking up the pace a little bit, we was able to just make shots. And I think that speaks to the talent in the league now. Yep. Not the best defense in the world. That's under, Absolutely. The Which you and I have talked about defense. until mm -hmm. the cows have come home this season, man. The display of shooting ability was off the chart. Crazy. You wouldn't have seen that 20 years ago. No way. No. No, you wouldn't have. Quiet little 36. East was 42 of 97 from three. 42 of 97, 41 of 49 on twos. And then uh, there'll be fine letters coming to Trey Young, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard as each of those guys had one of the three fouls in the game. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. The talent in the league was on full display. And how many times have you and I sat on this show and said, look, when these guys aren't contested, like, you don't understand how good NBA players are. Like, it... It's absurd. I've told stories in this show before of working for the Hornets and watching them practice. And this was obviously back when Kemba Walker played for us. And just watching this dude basically from between three and the, the three-point line and the half-court line, just all day long, just dropping shots and not even touching the rim. It, I can't even tell you how many of these he nailed in a row. Like, if they are not contested, odds are they're going to hit nine or ten of those shots. That's how good they are. It's 
I mean, you've had the discussion before about the difference between a professional athlete and me and you sitting our ass at home saying we could do that. No, you couldn't. <laughs> you don't understand the work that goes in for these dudes to get to that skill level we saw in that all-star game last night. It was absolutely insane. So with it being all-star weekend, there was plenty of all-star festivities. And I'm not sure if I want to lead off with the dunk contest or save the best for, you know what? I'm going to lead off with the dunk contest because they're dunks, man. You know, you got to lead off with the dunk contest. So let's have a look at the dunk contest from Saturday night, my friends. Right. That surprised me though. I did not know he had ups. Like I like the Shaq Cam presented by AT and <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jacob Chopper. Oh, not bad. Not bad. You have to announce what you're about to do. I don't think those are good dumps. I'm wearing the same sneakers as my brother and that no, just go out and, and put on a show for the game. Yeah, he absolutely jumped over him. Wow. He do look like Kendall Gill, my goodness. Holy shit, he does. <laughs> like 1991, that would have been the best dunk. Oh, oh, oh! No, that's not nice. That is That's creative. Yeah, I, that that's impressive. And, that and was, it's, it's more difficult than people think. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, man. I gotta find somebody to, to battle this dude. This this should be fifty. Am I right? This should be fifty across the board. McClung is the definition of a dude you'd pass on the street and have no idea he was an NBA player. <laughs> Unless you already you would look at this guy and be like, nah. So it wouldn't take long for you to say, oh yeah, okay. Oh, you figure it out quick. <laughs> oh. Hawkes looks like he'd be a pretty badass villain in any comic book movie. Oh yeah. He's got that like little beard and soul patch thing going on. Yeah. yeah. Verbalizing thing. You do not want to fuck with me. <laughs> I was kind of hoping he would have been around later in the first, so the Hornets could have grabbed him too. But a loss, it was not meant to be. Oh. Oh. I like that LED floor too. I'm not even gonna lie. 
I, th I think that works for events like this, man. Yeah. But it's nice. Yeah, and it's interactive. Barbara sends me a text, says Jaime Jaquez looks like a pirate. She is not wrong. See that yeah. dude with a patch? They have let me see if he actually closed his eyes. No, he did not. He did not. Yeah, afterwards he's dead. You're a little late, Hog. He sneezed on it. He didn't do it. He sneezed on the sleeve. Yeah, he sneezed. He did not do the deep round. So he needs a 46 2 to And now let's see who he puts on. Now we got all these theatrics. This is the new evolution in the dog. Just dunk the damn ball. I like it, but that's an in-game dunk to Terrence Clark. I do too. Yeah, I'll give you a forty. I've seen him do this again. Yeah, again, nineteen ninety-one. It was a good dunk. And I like the power behind it. Two things, the tribute and the power behind it. And you know what I really didn't know? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I did not know he had this much creativity. I did not know that. Oh, he's adding another person. He's adding more people. This. Go get a young gun. Go get a young oh, gun. Oh, shit. Oh! No, he didn't. I don't understand how this dude is six foot two and he's coming like eye level with the damn rim. <laughs> and correction, he is not. All the elevate. And, and I was wrong. He is not. He's not in the NBA. He plays for the uh, G League Magic. So even more impressive, he's just coming up here in the dunk competition and dunking all over NBA players and winning the championship. <laughs> I saw that Osceola. They need to put him on the rock. It's not the same dunk because he's jumped about 18 inches higher to clear that second dude. <laughs> that makes it a different dunk. Oh, they gave it to him. He broke out the MJ. He is breaking out the Michael Jackson glove. Oh, you're gonna give him a. He just goes to play like I want. It is not my son. Wait a minute. What are they doing? Oh! <laughs> he, was, he was much more electric last year because of the 
the surprise factor. But he's high, though. My goodness. Mm -hmm. My good lord. Who is this boy? I have no idea, but my dude has just basically shit all over White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> he has made that movie a non-factor now. They gave it to him. I'm, uh, they should have. They should have. I'm impressed with how cleanly he went over Shaq. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. My dude is like seven foot two, and he just kind of breezed over him like it was whatever. Like that was crazy impressive. I have I had no idea who this cat was until we until I was put this. It, was it on our show where we talked about uh, Shaq getting his uh, jersey retired in Orlando yeah. recently? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they must have talked around that time because they had to stage this, and Shaq had to agree, right? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. seriously, that he just went up to ask Shaq right then and there. You know, that was awesome, man. I, I love it. I, <laughs> I'm still a little bit blown away by dude's hops. I'm like, what mm -hmm. the? Okay. That doesn't make it like 6'2. That last one, he was like not just eye level with the rim, he was above the rim. Like, what? Okay. Ah, so moving on, friends. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the NBA All Star weekend has always been the three point contest and Damian Lillard. Had himself a weekend. He won the MVP of the All-Star Game, and he also won the three-point contest. Let's have a look at this short clip. He won the uh, the contest against Ionescu, which I've got a uh, a video for that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> My goodness. dramatic <laughs> right i love it the very last shot man that was uh the comment that nailed that was shooters shoot yes they do that's uh 
man, I, I love watching a good shooter just rip off threes, man. It's one of my favorite things in basketball to partake in. And the next thing to take a look at was highlights from the skills contest. Another short clip, Tyrese Halliburton won this one. So let's have a quick look at this. Just show it off. That was smart. <laughs> Just showing off. Where the hell did Tyrese Halliburton come from? I don't recall really hearing his name very much, like until the last year or so. And now it's just like this dude's super legit. Where, where did he come from, JB? I have no idea, bro. Yeah, same, same. All right, so you brought it up, uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu um, had a had a three point contest between the two of them. And let's see how this one turned out. This was actually pretty exciting as well. Steph down there like shit. <laughs> Ease up, baby. Ease up. Sabrina. 
She had one of those starts that was having us all thinking about the racket the last round. And he'll be warmed up by there. He's not your average there. He gets better as it goes on. He's not your average right there. He's not your average there. Oh my goodness. His stroke is the same every single time. Like, watch the flick of the wrist and how the backhand comes over top of his shooting hand every single time. It's like a picture perfect motion. Yeah, like every shot is calibrated. That just comes from hours and hours and hours and thousands of reps of beating on this shit, man. No, Steph ain't having none of that shit. Clearly. What was that? You thought she was going to get me? What was that? Right? You forgot that I am him. <laughs> the fuck out here. She might have me. Get out. I love how my dude had to throw the gender stab in there. I fucking love it. There's a women's tee and a men's tee for a reason. Like, I, I was going to bring the same point up. I'm kind of glad they did because I don't, I'm not going to look like the asshole for bringing it up. But I was going to ask, was she shooting from the NBA three point line and was she using a women's ball or an NBA ball? Apparently, they answered that question that she was shooting from the women's line and used the WNBA ball. So, there. That's fair. 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 I mean, that's, that's, She's been brought up playing. It doesn't diminish the fact that she just absolutely slaughtered it. <laughs> like, my goodness. That was a fun competition, man. I like that. Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. As always, Steph Curry is just so much fun to watch, man. The dude has so much fun while doing it. You can't help but smile while watching Steph Curry play basketball, man. Just um, love him. Love him. Me and you do not have enough good things we can say about Steph Curry over here. So real quick, my friends, we're going to change uh, course over to the NHL in a second. Talk about another legend that had his number retired last night. Uh, before we do, we're going to hear a couple words from a couple sponsors. So, guys, please hang with us, and please remember to go down there and smash that like button for us. Just beat the hell out of that thumb down there for us. Me and Jay, we, Jay, we certainly appreciate it for, from you. So uh, hang with us, friends. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Badlanders, it's time to rebel against the system. The powers that be don't want us healthy. They thrive on us being sick, overweight, and dependent. They've been manipulating our food, infusing it with chemicals that cripple our metabolism, making it almost impossible for us to burn fat and stay healthy. Enter the Patriot Trainer. With over 15 years of experience as a personal trainer and health sciences researcher, Dan Lyons created a course that's a weapon against the deceit of the elites. You'll learn the science behind these metabolism-destroying chemicals, how to avoid them, detoxify your body, and ultimately repair your metabolism. This Nutrition for Freedom course is a fortress of knowledge for those who have been labeled as science deniers. This course also equips you with real, untainted science, preparing you for any debate about nutrition and or weight loss. Take control and ignite the torch of health and independence. Visit badlandsmedia.tv slash trainer and enter the promo code BADLANDS for 20% off the Nutrition for Freedom course from the Patriot Trainer. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash trainer, promo code BADLANDS. In today's fast-paced world, peace of mind is priceless. That's where the Badlands Media, that's where Badlands Media steps in. Preparing for life's uncertainties is about being ready for anything right where you are. 
Welcome to the Badlands Media Shop. We've partnered with Patriot Companies, offering products that empower you to prepare for any eventuality comfortably from your home. The Badlands Shop has everything you need to secure your peace of mind. Browse the virtual aisles, prepare your family for the year ahead with products you can trust from companies that share your values. Whether it's growing your own food or prepping long-term storage, protecting your family, or stocking up on emergency supplies, we have got you covered. Get prepared, friends. Visit the Badlands Media Shop at badlandsmedia.tv shop today. Every purchase supports a freedom-loving business as well as Badlands Media. One more time, friends, that's badlandsmedia.tv shop. We thank you for your continued support and just want to remind you that everything woke turns to shit, okay? It's true. It's true. He's not wrong, right? I mean, oh, <laughs> everything. Look, that's that was the ad. That's not me. That was literally on my right. Now, to be fair, they said here's the option for the DJ T clip if you want to play it. So it wasn't mm-hmm. compulsory that we play the everything woke turns the shit part of it. But this is me we're talking about. Did we really think I wasn't going to play the everything woke turns the shit part? So Badlands Shop, friends, make sure you guys check it out <clears throat> and make sure you check out. Um, all of our other fine sponsors as well. No Bugs Beef, Badlands Shop, Gold Co. Uh, and we had the Patriot Trainer in there as well. So thank you guys so very, very much for your love and support. So um, this past weekend in the NHL, we also had the Stadium Series games, which we will go ahead and take a quick look at the scores of those. And uh, JB, I was talking about on Friday how it was the first time the NHL had um, had like a doubleheader of sorts at the same stadium. So on Saturday at MedLife Stadium, the Devils played the Flyers, and the Devils won this one by a final score of 6-3. to three. Uh, Team stats in this one show that the New Jersey Devils uh, were actually outshot by the Flyers in this game, 48-40. to 40. The Flyers outhit them as well, 42-23, to 23, which is kind of what the Flyers do. New Jersey with the edge in face-offs. Penalty minutes were pretty low in this one, 6 for Philly, 4 for New Jersey. Or, I'm sorry, 12 penalty minutes for Philadelphia, 8 for New Jersey. That's still extremely low considering these two teams. Uh, block shots, Philly dominated there, but Philly coming away with a loss in this one. Uh, New Jersey's struggling a little bit this season, man, certainly compared to where they were last year. They've dealt with some injuries and um, have had some unfortunate turns of, of luck over there for themselves. So uh, good to see them, I guess, get a win. They're in Carolina's division, so I really don't give a shit about New Jersey winning. I guess like both these teams are in Carolina's division, so like Philly's right behind us, so I guess I'm happy that New Jersey won and kept Philly from getting closer. I don't know, but... Let's go ahead and take a look at some highlights from the Stadium Series game on Saturday between New Jersey and Philadelphia. On the right wing. And then wide of the net. By Konechny. And the Devils clear. Here's a breakaway opportunity. Nico Hesher with a backhand. He scores. Just 32 seconds in, Nico Heischer has the Devils first on the board. He's deep in the zone, and the puck will pop off the official's foot. It takes an odd bounce into the middle of the ice. Nobody's going to catch Heischer when he is out into the open. Sam Arison's is frozen as you can be in the Philadelphia net, and Heischer goes to the backhand, opens the legs up, and you'll see the puck gently slide through. 2-1-1 in the last four, but struggling to score. Lindy Ruff, their coach, said they've had a lot of good opportunities. They've just been a little bit snake bit. Now big Kevin Ball on defense. Got it up to the line. The 
Devils could not penetrate. Here's the count of the other way. Passed down by Atkinson. And Dawes had to be sharp. It's a good question. A Flyers penalty. Delayed call. Jake Brink and Kelly Sutherland the referees. Exactly the opposite for New Jersey this year. They have not won more than three in a row. They haven't lost more than three in a row. Brad shorthanded cuts in, and he stopped. And a penalty here. Drysdale gets beat to the outside. Drysdale acquired second youngest defenseman in the National Hockey League. Kevin Korczynski, Chicago, the only one younger. Nemitz just turned 20 two days ago. I'll look around and I'll see all the people in their faces. And it's just top of the world, top of the world for All right. Yes, yes, yes. That's Tyler Toffoli with the goal for New Jersey to give the Devils a 2-0 lead. You want to see a skill shot. It starts with the face-off win. Toffoli wins it. And then as everybody looks to the puck, including Morgan Frost, who's the centerman. Look at Frost, 48. His guy is 73 to Foley. He's looking at the puck. Too late. Just turn it over. Right in the top of the slot. It's two on O here. Right in the zone. Put it on net. Rebound to Couturier. I am pretty sure they had external lights, so they've got the stadium lights right. But I'm pretty sure they have more. Uh, external lighting as well that they bring in over the rink. Perhaps. Like, maybe the stadium yeah. lights are just that damn bright. Yeah. The Devils don't get it out, and Tippett's open. That's really good tenacity from Travis Konechny to stay on the puck. The Devils had a couple of cracks to get it out of the zone. They did Wow. Not. And Owen Tippett, who just signed an eight-year, $50 million extension. So four on four. Look out. And the long hit ahead to Brad. And he's stopped by Sam Erson, who hasn't been very busy here in the second period. The play, watch him go backwards, and Marino passes it off the boards, and this is a race between Drysdale. Just hope he can hold up under the workload. It's Dawes busy. He denied Walker from in close. It's Sealer going to the front of the net. He jams Dawes. Here, at the moment, it is 15 hmm. degrees there. Which helps us if the game were today. However, it's an extreme year for it to warm up. <laughs> it feels like temperature in the uh, Ohio Capitals four. Rebound goal! Smith, the defenseman with a rare goal. He was in close to the net. Versatile player for the Devils. He can play some left wing. He plays defense, and we've seen all night. He's been in the middle of the physical play of this game. The shot comes off the pad. Of Erson. There's a shove toward the front of the net by Couturier. He's battled back after missing almost two years due to back problems and a couple of surgeries. Oh. Scores! Mm. And beats Erson up over the glove. 
a broken play in the middle up the ice in the You'll see Bastion go across the ice. Nick Sealer's going to jump up and try and play the puck. He doesn't get to it, and Bastion's got plenty of room to take aim, and he beats Erson up over the glove. Basically on the power play for the rest of the period. They hope that's not the case. They hope they score before then. Frost side of the circle. Here's Tippett, and he scores. And all of a sudden... An outburst of scoring from both teams. Tippett the goal. As we watch Tippett get lost up high, Eric Hola can't get into the shooting lane. And Nico Dawes is now going to have to try and look around the traffic. He doesn't pick it up. Philadelphia bench, and he said he was really hard on Travis Sanheim, but really appreciated the way the defenseman took to the coaching. And he appreciates what a fine player he is, and he sure scores again. Off the takeaway, his second of the night. And it's a three-goal lead for the Devils, 5-2. to two. One in the first three minutes of this period. Really good cycle. Kept alive. Down the boards as the Devils get in on the forecheck. John Marino's going to keep this play alive. And Jesper Brad, who has been so good tonight, finds his year. His year is hiding up high between the circles, and he beats Erson. I think that's what she, she said. She learned to pump the, pump gas here. She had to have, right? This is, it's not that difficult a skill to learn, I don't think. Right? Trying to take the deal out, and they score. Philadelphia <laughs> pumps one behind. Nico Dawes. To make it a game again. Sealer had been fishing around the front of the net earlier in the period. He he comes in from the point. And he gives Scott Lawton a little yell. Lawton's got the puck and he's in a shooting position, but he'd have to turn to deliver it. He just drops it to Sealer. Mm. Shot from up high from Sanheim. Now here's a break the other way for Jack Hughes, and he's stopped by Sam Erson. Skated ahead by Marino. Has Dawson Mercer with him. John Marino centers one, and a good chance for Nosek. Here's Frost, and a good stop by Dawes. The Devils clear. Down to two minutes to go. Here's Frost again. Tried to get it to Couturier. John Marino got in the way. Lazar moved it ahead. And an empty net for Bastion. Oh. And that'll just about man, Barbie. Barbie was mad too. She was trying to be in a good mood during the game, but it did not persist. <laughs> so, uh, the next game in the stadium series was actually, uh, you know what? I'm a little bit mad that I turned this one off. It got about halfway through the game, and I think the Islanders were up five to one or five to two. And I was like, this mm. this one's over. I'm going to go ahead and turn it off. And you can see the Rangers um, went ahead and got on the comeback trail in this one and came back and won. And this game was highly exciting in the latter part. Let's take a look at this, the highlights from this one, friends. 
He's out on defense with Braden Schneider. Played in by Johnny Brzezinski. Become a very good third line in recent games for New York with Capo Caco on the right and the rookie Will Cooley on the left. And they're on for a goal. Blasted from the point. Eric Gustafson. Just a minute and 28 seconds in. Today it's Eric Gustafson, that third line you talk about, wins a puck battle in the corner, Sean. This is Kako with the draw. Wins the... Oh. Uh, was asked the same question by the same reporter. He said, well, maybe we should get a different coach. He said that jokingly, of course. Later said, don't tell Lavi I said that. Another good opportunity for the Islanders. Much of this year, the Islanders have struggled to put together the defense core. Shot from the point from Mike Riley. One of those who helped the defense core when he joined them. He's out with Scott Mayfield. There's a chance and a goal. Brock Nelson has tied it for the Islanders. Couple of years for the underrated, underappreciated Nelson. This is really good work. Clutterbuck and Sezikis forecheck. Now the only reason Nelson is on the ice here is because Matt Martin's in the penalty box after that fight. So Nelson jumps up into that spot with Sezikis and Clutterbuck. They do the hard work. Nelson gets open. So without shot, the Rangers seven to one. And they're going to have a power play here in 10 they seconds. They played this damn thing in the afternoon with sunlight shadows and everything. They did. That's when it gets interesting. <laughs> and uh, the ice yesterday was super hard, too, so it was snowing up a lot. They were having to clean the ice yesterday a lot as well as opposed to Saturday. I think it was actually colder up there yesterday than it was Saturday. Um, but the ice was super hard and, and creating a lot of snow yesterday. And so Horvat doesn't have to slow down. Shesterkin's got to have that. That beats him on the blocker. From distance, it goes under. Yeah, that's a shit goal. Oh. You got to stop those every time. And a 2 1 lead, and they'll go to the power. I promise he was mad about that. Right now, as Mayfield comes out, they score just in the nick of time to give themselves the power play. Mayfield has three seconds left to serve. 20 seconds for Horvat, and another goal tipped in. Despite the entanglement out in front, all Islanders here in the first seven and a half minutes, and they take a three to one lead. Barzell the goal. Good puck movement. The man up for the New York Islanders. Try to take a four to one lead a minute into the second period. Engvall scores! From up high, it eluded Shesterkin. Another power play goal, second of the afternoon for the Islanders and a 4-1 to one lead. They got two power play goals here. As they had the one in the first period. This Engvall shot is oh. going to be tipped by Anders Lee. Through his own legs past Shesterkin. It's been a bit of a difficult ride for Anders Lee. He scored a lot of goals in this See, the Rangers are kind of getting goal. handed to him, man. Now, 14. Oof. Casey Sezikis defending up high for the Islanders. Panarin, crowd wants him to shoot, and he does. Kicked out by Sorokin. 
50 seconds on the power play. Trocek, Panarin walks in, scores! Mm. Timmy Panarin! I seriously doubt he saw that shot. Power play goal. <laughs> and the Rangers are back within two. Cover room, because he can't see it. Oh, you know what? This hits Vinny oh. Trocek's stick. It's stick. Flurry here by the Rangers trying to get back within one. They were down by three earlier in this period. Adam Fox into the slot for a chance by Lindgren. And it is in the net, the Rangers say, and the officials concur. Trocek from a tough angle. And it's four to three, Islanders now with a minute 36 to go in the second. By Adam Fox, and then the Rangers go back and get the puck again. Lafreniere is just battling away in front of the net with Noah Dobson. Trocek finds the puck. His second wow. of the period. The Rangers are going to be a complete pain in the dick come playoff time. Chip shot that just... <laughs> I just loaded everywhere, man. Good job by Lindgren to tie up Oliver Wallstrom behind the net. Romanov from a tough angle. Banks it around to the near side. For it's actually Johnson. highlighting what I was talking about earlier. Look how snowy the ice is. That's like two minutes into the third period. It's already snowy. Oopsie. He fell down. Slow to get up as the lead goes back to two. Across the net. There's the play where Lindgren gets hurt. This shot will deflect off of Johnny Brodzinski's. Two goal lead for the Islanders. Panarin. Blocked by Pellick. The dreadful Islander kill all year. They're doing the job here. And the save made by Sorokin on a Five, round three, try. With four minutes left. And they tie it. Kind of a ballsy move pulling their goalie with five minutes left, too. With four oh eight to go, it's, it's a, a little unorthodox. Check in Pajot the face off. Here's a band nice walking in the circle. Sending it back for a shot by Panarin. In the corner, Lafreniere. Fox. Oh. Wow. Holy shit. That puck movement was just mental. He sat down on that some bitch too. Show that again, please. The angle. Wow. Wow. That pass was right on the tee. For these two days, and it has been thoroughly entertaining. Lively game last night. Flyers and Devils surpassed by what these teams have done. Oops. And it's in the net. Will it count? It crossed the line, but the net was off. And the officials are going to talk about it. That fucking stick handling. He just turned like three people inside out. They think they've won the play clearly and the call on the ice. The turnover and Trocek's all by himself. That's that's a goal. Integrity of the net is not disturbed. It will count. It hit. Oh, Dobson. oh, it hit Dobson. It hit Sorokin. It's in the net, and it's 
This is going to be, this is a tough one for me. Dave Jackson, I know you're listening. What do you got for us, Jax? Well, I think this goal is going to count, right? It's yeah. Because the player was in the act of shooting the puck. The net was knocked off by the defensive team. It doesn't matter if it's intentional or accidental. It was the defensive team who knocked the net off. The player was in the act of shooting. The puck passed between where the goal post should have been. Where did that thing hit him? We have a good goal on the ice. What now, JB? Where did that thing hit him? I mean, it in the face? Where did it hit him? I think it oh. went off his... Uh... I think when he shot it, it went off his shoulder and over top of him and kind of trickled down into the net is what it looked like to me. And I, I actually agree with the call as well, because the, um, like the announcers have pointed out, the shot was already taken before the net came off the moorings. And it was a defensive player that knocked it off in the, in the, in the, in the process of defending the shot and the, the goal coming off the moorings had nothing to do with the puck going in. Like it wasn't, I, I think that was a good call before that, the, Jesus Christ, Artemi Panarin literally turned their entire team inside out off that steal and won the game. And it was clear to me that he was the driving force in the Rangers' comeback. I think he had a hand in every one of those goals in the comeback. Just absolutely insane. Say say what we want about Russians, but they can they can play hockey apparently. Um, so there was an announcement made yesterday uh, during this game as well. Uh, they announced the next Stadium Series game, which will be next year. And let's go ahead and have a listen to this because I am super excited about the location of next year's Stadium Series, JB. So next year, if you have 140,000 people for this, we got to go someplace special. Maybe a place that we can do 100,000 or more in one game, and that would be playing the 2025 Navy Federal Credit Union game at the ohio stadium also known as the horseshoe in columbus the blue jackets playing the detroit red wings oh, that'll so, be interesting. so the blue jackets and red wings at the horseshoe next year we're going to see what it looks like to cram 120,000 people into a stadium to watch some hockey i think until now the largest outdoor crowd for one of these events has been at ann arbor and i'm pretty sure that the horseshoe has a chance to outdo that. So we'll see what happens. I'm really, really looking forward to that. So moving on with NHL news, my friends, um, one of my favorite players ever finally had his jersey retired by the team that many of us would refer to as his home, um, and that is Yarmir Yager. I've talked about him on this show a few times, and his number was finally retired by the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Pittsburgh, there were no jokes. There were jokes and laughter and catharsis, just no tears, at least none from Yarmir Yager anyway, maybe because they were unnecessary when the Pittsburgh Penguins retired his iconic number 68 on Sunday. The look on Yager's face, the subtle catch in his voice, the smile that remains boyish even at 52 years old said it all. No matter where the NHL's second all-time leading scorer has gone during a professional odyssey that has spanned 30-plus years in three continents, Yager has long understood where his hockey home is, the place where he arrived in 1990 as a teenager from Eastern Europe, shrouded in mystery, armed with a mullet that became his trademark, and the kind of prodigious talent that eventually made him one of the game's all-time greats. Before I carry on, JB, uh, just wanted to point out that there is only one person in NHL history that has scored more points in his career than Yarmir Yager, and that is Wayne Gretzky. So he's mm -hmm. in hallowed. And the thing is, man, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was a period there uh, where the NHL was having a lot of CBA issues and they had a couple lockouts in it. In a, I think it was a five or six season span. And Yager bounced. He went and played over in the KHL for, I think it was four or five seasons in a row, like almost right in the middle of his prime. So we talk about 
Never really got to see a Tyson fight in the middle of his prime because he was in jail. Never really got to see a Muhammad Ali fight in the middle of his prime because of the, the draft stuff. And it's the same thing with Yager. Basically, in the middle of his prime, he was kind of over the way the NHL was acting, and he took his shit over to Russia in the KHL for four or five seasons. So you have to wonder how close he would have gotten to Wayne Gretzky's all-time points record had he never went to Russia to play. And that's a hotly contested topic among, amongst NHL fans. You ask anybody in the world, check Europe, and you say Yarmir Yager, they're going to say Pittsburgh Penguins. Yager said before a 40-minute on-ice ceremony that ended with his jersey being raised to the rafters at PPG Paints Arena alongside mentor and Hall of Famer Mario Lemieux's number 66 and Michel Briere's number 21. Surrounded by his mother and, fa and former Penguins executives and players, Lemieux included, Yager never broke down as he feared he might. Instead, the franchise's fourth all-time leading scorer let his 10-minute speech serve as the exclamation point on a weekend in which he reconnected with the city to which he is forever linked. The 11 years I was here were amazing, Yager said. Probably the best years of my life, so thank you for that. Yager's journey from Kladno, Czech Republic, where he still plays for the team he owns, even as he drifts toward his mid-50s for a celebration what? that seemed remote at times, was years in the making. Yes, he still plays, dude, and he's still productive. That's what's mind-blowing. Typically not, not one for sentiment, Yager made it a point to take it all in. He swapped stories with former teammates during an event on Friday. He practiced with the current Penguins on Saturday, pointing out, I was pretty good, let me tell you, before spending Saturday night alongside Lemieux, Yager's idol turned running mate while leading the club to a pair of Stanley Cup titles in 91 and 92. Yet, even on a day, officially Yarmir Yager Day in Pittsburgh, there were still hints of the iconoclast whose passion for the game he's helped redefine outweighs everything else, nostalgia included. Yager left the Penguins in 2001 when the then-financially-stressed club sent him to rival Washington. He had a chance to return in the summer of 2011 only to sign with rival Philadelphia, a decision that had nothing to do with not loving the Penguins and everything to do with his belief that he could still play at a high level against the best, an opportunity unlikely to happen in Pittsburgh, which was loaded at the time up the middle with stars Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin in their 20s. Unwilling to accept a role in the third or fourth line, Yager joined the Flyers instead, an act of betrayal to a fan base that once idolized him and led him to being booed nearly every time he returned as he bounced from team to team during the latter stages of his career. It was weird, yes. Uncomfortable, if understandable, too, at times, for a player whose name is written on the Stanley Cup under the name Pittsburgh Penguins twice. I wouldn't say I was selfish, but I was thinking about myself, Yager said. Maybe it was a mistake. I don't know. Maybe if I come here, the celebration would be bigger. Whatever wounds there were, however, have healed. The proof came not just during a rolling standing ovation when Yager, wearing a dark suit and brown shoes, was introduced, but in the way he was embraced at every turn by a franchise that was teetering when he left, one that has now become synonymous with excellence. When you look at the history of hockey, he is somebody that you're always going to think about, Crosby, a three-time Stanley Cup winner himself, said. The fact that he played here and had the impact he did, what he was able to accomplish over his career, it's incredible, and I think we all feel pretty fortunate to be a part of this. So fortunate that Crosby and the rest of the current Penguins skated out onto the ice for their pregame warm-up before Saturday's night 2-1 loss. Saturday night's 2-1 loss to the Los Angeles Kings, wearing number 68 jerseys while all sporting black mullets in tribute to Yager, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Let's go ahead and take a look at the warm-ups, actually, because um, at the end of the warm-ups, as a lifelong hockey fan and knowing what, what, what this was about for Yager and the Penguins, the very end of the team coming out for warm-ups just, just gave me the all kind of good sports goosebumps, the kind you like. Let's have a look at the warm-ups real quick.
So that right there was the first time in 23 years that he was in a Pittsburgh Penguins uniform. He took the ice, took to the yeah. ice for warmups with his former team, um, which I thought was absolutely awesome. And I saw the comments on Reddit. Somebody was like, you fucking cowards, put him on the ice. <laughs> like, like, put him out there for a shift with Crosby. Let's see what happens. Um, when you look at the history, oh, sorry, so fortunate that Crosby, oh, I read that one too. Jesus, Paul. There was one skater on the ice, however, who was mulletless, Yager himself, save for the salt and pepper stubble on his cheeks. For a few minutes, it was hard to tell if it was 2024 or 1994. The sellout crowd, many of them sporting various iterations of Yager jerseys, Penguin or otherwise, and a few even donning white Jofa brand hockey helmets, roared when he emerged from the tunnel. It grew even louder minutes later when Yager took one solo lap before exiting into the darkness, a trip back to Cladno in the offing. There's a game to be played later this week, greatness in whatever form he can find it at 52 to chase. Quote, once you're satisfied, I think it's over. He said, maybe I'm not going to get better, but I want to think I'm getting better. And that's that's the thing about Yager, man. He loves hockey so much that I'm convinced this dude's just going to have to die on the ice. Like, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to get this guy to actually freaking retire from the game of hockey, which is just a, to think that he's been doing this game for over 30 years now at a professional level just blows my mind. Like. You're 52, bro. Take some time. <laughs> like, so let's go ahead and take a look now at the jersey raising ceremony itself in Yager's jersey going to the rafters. So actually, while watching that, made me have a question for you, JB. Um, to me, having your number retired for a franchise is pretty close toward the top of the mountain for an athlete, right? That means, like, for the rest of the course of time, even way after you're gone, nobody will ever wear your number for that team. So if you had to choose one, having your number retired by a franchise or going into the Hall of Fame, which one do you think is more... And more often than not, they're kind of mutually exclusive, but... There are cases where guys have had numbers retired or guys have made the Hall of Fame and not had numbers retired or had numbers retired and not made the Hall of Fame. Which one do you think on a personal level, JB, would you rather stick the feather in your cap of having your number retired for all time or being in the Hall of Fame for all time? I think the Hall of Fame, but uh, man, it's a strong argument 
for your number retired by your team, you know, because that's just a phenomenal honor that also goes in the history books. Um, and it may be more special for that franchise, that team, that city, than your entry into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, it's a hard one for me to answer too, dude, because they're both. I mean, you're you're being immortalized either which way, right? Um, I think for me, if I was the kind of player that had, had had been with the same franchise my entire career, but say fell short of the Hall of Fame, man, that that jersey or that number retirement would would hit pretty sweet. Like I would almost rather have that, but it's so hard to answer. I I feel like that's the kind. Of, we're like today I'll say number retired. You ask me again tomorrow and I'll say hall of fame. Like I, it's just a hard one to answer, man. Um, and I, I'm glad to see them finally do that for man. So before we head into our last story of the day, I want to take a couple minutes, take a look at Yarmir Yager's top 10 moments. Um, Cause a lot of people, especially, well, not a lot of people, but hockey fans like myself who are super in hockey are well aware of Yager and what he did, but I'm certain there's a lot of people out there that are kind of like, Guy's been away from the game for a while. Like, how good was he really? So let's go ahead and have a look, see how good really Armir Yager was. That will go down on a, as one of the great highlight goals of all time for Yarmir, number 68. Unbelievable. Put that on your highlight film. What a goal by Yarmir Yager. Reflected wide. Yager with a head of steam down the left side. The big youngster. Look at the move. Cuts in. It completes the play. It's tied 6 Wow. Oh boy, what a talent. Everybody in the league loves to watch Yarmir Yager. And what an exhibition of puck handling. You've described it, the 19-year-old. Here he comes. 19, wow. Yager moves in with speed. Yager to the net. Yeah, I saw a crazy stat the other day that um, from the time he started playing in the NHL until the time he stepped away from the NHL. Um, he played with or played against 36, 36% of the total players that have ever played in the NHL. Knock that one around your head for a minute. Well, that's some control right there. And the thing was, man, until he came around, you really hadn't seen a dude. Not like he's super tall. I think he's like six feet six one, but he's thick. Like the dude is a tank. You've never really seen somebody with with his strength and size able to handle the puck like he could. Like you could not get Yarmir Yager off the puck. Like I. I only saw Yarmir Yager get his ass blasted once. One time did I ever see him get hit super hard and knocked off his feet, and that was by Alexander Ovechkin in the Olympics. And Ovechkin, of course, is a tank, too. Dude's like 6'3", 240. Um, Yager, you just weren't getting him off the puck, dude. Mm. One of the running jokes about Yager is he had the strongest ass in hockey history. Like, he would just use his, his hips and his ass to keep you off of him the whole time. <laughs> That's a hell of a. See what I mean? That, yeah, yeah, that's an indication. See ya. Ain't gonna handle it. Nope. With the mullet in all of its glory. <laughs>
The uh, current oldest player in the NHL is Mark Giordano. He plays for Toronto. He's 41 years old. He was six when Yarmir Yager was drafted. Mm. See, it, it just the physicality does nothing against this guy. He just kind of elbowed him. Awesome. He's just like literally brushed him away like he was a fly. Like he's a nuisance. I mean, <laughs> he was a mule, bro. He was a mule. What's the fucking matter if they would have tried to go man on man? He would have knocked him off the damn puck anyway. Um, that Pittsburgh announcer is one of my favorite ever, man. I'm a little bit sad we didn't get one goal from Yager in there and get to hear that guy say, well, scratch my back with a hacksaw. That's like his his phrase. And I'm like, man, that sounds a little painful. We've all had some itches before that we couldn't get to. I don't know. I'm trying to scratch my back with a hacksaw, though, man. It seems a little much. So the last story we're going to touch upon today, my friends, golf was back this past weekend with the Genesis Open in Los Angeles and Shigeki Matsuyama, um, I'm sorry, Hideki Matsuyama won his fourth PGA title to pass Shigeki Mariyama, his mentor. Mariyama told him the ultimate mark was nine tour wins, a record for most by an Asian-born player. Matsuyama had little reason to believe that would come Sunday at Riviera. Six shots behind to start the final round of the Genesis Invitational, Matsuyama delivered a record performance. A nine under 62 is the lowest closing round by a winner at Riviera to achieve the record that really mattered. So let's go ahead and have a look at these highlights from the fourth round and his ridiculous comeback from six shots down to win this tournament yesterday. Came out flat, hot up the right-hand side. Trying to chase it up there. Well, it's nearly on the green, but flag today is in the other side. Could be interesting. That would have been good yesterday. Yeah, there you go. 
jarring it from off the green. Speaking of 10, Hideki Matsuyama got off to a great start. First three holes. Really trying to spin this pitch. In here. One more hop would help. That was well played. A 10. Matsuyama. Uh, that's the new portion of the green. Great three. He does it putting that ball in the green from over there. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> to 11. Oh, is it online? From Hideki. Almost a three. Wow. What a wonderful pitch. Four second shot. Unbelievable. Here's Matsuyama on the floor at the 12. He's going up and over a little ridge right there. Now making its way down. Got a chance. He's five under for the day. Make it six under. Oh, what a try. Oh, what an unexpected birdie by Matsuyama at the 12. 13. Mark Hillman has caught up with Hideki. Elias Durbel has to fashion something low. And it's low. Oh, and it's good, Mark. Just to get it on the front edge is still fine. That was tremendous from back there. Avoid the fairway bunker down the right at all costs. And that is right down Santa Monica Boulevard, Jim. Yeah, challenging it. Perfect. Very easy to bail out left. T-shirt 15. Went in from the left. The eight-time winner and Masters champion who's traveled millions of miles around the globe oh my oh my wow think to myself just how aggressive would you be to this tough hole location at the brutally difficult par four this is amazing and just the tap in over at 15 Jim one of the shots of the day, if not the shot. Matsuyama into a tie for the lead again. It's cutting. Oh, gets the bounce. <laughs> wow. Two holes in a row. My dude's approach is strong. Frank, and you did not know where the ball was for that lip of the bunker that was pitched up. He does what now, Mark. What a stretch. He has the distance, the strength to get it into the middle of the green. He's nailed it. No problems there for Matsuyama. A little long. Good solid shot. Better there than the right bunker, Trevor. Really, really good. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> wow. Out of the rough, that's tough. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definite. Look at that. Nice little bounce, see? Matsuyama, three times today, he's had three birdies in a row. Time to record a moment of history. To tie the course record. It's got a chance. Ugh. 
Well, that putt coming back. I mean, it's this back hole location, this traditional Sunday location. There is movement in this spot. Absolutely. Remember Max Homer? I guess he woke up yesterday and was just like, you know what? I feel like winning me a golf tournament today. Um, and Tiger Woods withdrew from that tournament on Friday with the flu. It was, it was kind of, um, it was kind of funny because me and Barbara it was, it was after sports talk, and I, I told you I was going to take a damn nap, and that's exactly what I did after sports talk on Friday. So we're laying in the bed, we got golf on, and Tiger um, have been looking a little bit out of sorts. And he goes to the cart and they whisk him away and. Um, we're just laying there in the bed, and the announcer said, yeah, we got reports that Tiger's not feeling too well. And Barbara, just without missing a beat, was like, sounds like he's got the shits. Like, <laughs> somebody sounded like somebody had the Tijuana trots on Friday, because I got to be honest, man, if, if, you know, if you're having that particular issue, golf is probably the last sport mm. you want to try to play. Um, so Tiger withdrew. I think he was shooting even, even or one over when he had withdrawn. Um, yeah, awesome performance by Matsuyama, man. Coming back from six strokes in the last round to win the tournament by two strokes is pretty damn impressive. And, um, you know, I, I'm low-key a, a pretty, well, not really closeted golf fan, but I do enjoy golf a fair bit. So it was nice to have it back on the TV this weekend, my friend. And that's going to bring us uh, to the end of today's episode, JB. Um, you know, we got a lot of sports actually going on right now. There's a couple NHL games going on right now. Uh, we got the Daytona 500 is going to be today at 4 o'clock. Um, and, of course, NBA, NHL, NCAA men's basketball, all of it heating up this time of year. JB, floor is yours for some closing words, my friend. We uh, need maybe some suggestions next show from some of our listeners to think about March Madness coming up. How might y'all want to participate, uh, engage with us, have a challenge of sorts, you know, selecting these games? We need to think about that before it gets up on us. So. Y'all contemplate a little bit about how we might be able to do something unique and interesting for uh, March Madness that's upcoming. I, I'm looking at more college basketball now, and it's going to be a crazy, crazy tournament with some very interesting uh, storylines. Yes. Um, I mean, we had, it was last night or the night before, number one team in the country, Purdue, lost to Ohio State. Um, and it's like I said the last show, it's almost like nobody actually wants to be the number one ranked team right now. It's like nobody wants to hold on to that. Um, a lot of teams <coughs> really starting to get it together and play some good basketball. Um, I'm going to go ahead and mention Duke, despite the fact of being a Duke fan. They, they're playing very good basketball right now and have certainly gotten their game together from the early part in the season. Carolina is going to be tough. You got Purdue. You got uh UConn, my money right now, UConn's the number one team in the country. They've consistently looked the best all year round to me. Um, but it's going to be a hell of a tournament, man. I'm really looking forward to it. And as JB said, any suggestions, ideas you folks have, how you might like to see us covered or handle the NCAA uh, March Madness, please, please, please let us know. We would be more than happy to try to work in whatever ideas you guys throw at us, man. And so um, in closing, you guys remember, keep fighting, keep moving forward, keep your heads up, keep your armor of God on. And thank you guys so very, very much for joining me and JB today. 
to thank you guys for your support of not only us, but of Badlands Media, of independent journalists, uh, and just everything you guys do. You guys are absolutely the bee's knees, and me and JB appreciate you all more than you know. So you guys have a most blessed week. Me and JB will see you friends right back here Friday at 12 o'clock. You guys take care. We'll see you soon. The poorest way to face life is to face it with a sneer. There are many men who feel a kind of twisted pride in cynicism. There are many who confine themselves to criticism of the way others do what they themselves dare not even attempt. There is no more unhealthy being no man less worthy of respect than he who either really holds or feigns to hold an attitude of sneering disbelief toward all that is great and lofty, whether an achievement or in that noble effort which, even if it fails, comes to second achievement. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again. Because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who, at the best, knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who, at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Friends, first off, thank you so very much for joining us. We truly and deeply appreciate your continued support and love shown to us here at Badlands Media. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up on this video and help get this show on the Rumble leaderboard. Another way you can support Badlands for free? Become a Badlander. How do you do that? Head on over to badlandsmedia.tv, click connect from the top menu, and then click be a Badlander. Once you're registered, you can download clips from your favorite Badlands shows to share on your social media accounts. You can also print out flyers and stickers that you can hand out at an event and more. Let's keep growing our community because we are the news now and we take that very seriously. Thank you again from Badlands for your support and your love. It is appreciated more than you know.